Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Hammerdown Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammerdown Racing Report for Thursday, February 10th. Show number 217. Jerry Keezer having some, uh, he has some other things going on, so he will not be able to join us tonight. Stuck with uh, myself, Scott Hammer, and Felix Fafufnik. A.K.A. The Professor. Yeah. Ron Miller. He likes to be Felix. Do you even type that in anymore, or does that just pop up in your uh, name for No, you? it just, I, I thought you had locked it in. That's not me. That's all you. Coming at you live from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. It's a Hammerdown Racing Report presented by Oakshade Raceway. Live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, make sure to like us on uh, Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Follow us uh, on YouTube as well. And, of course, you can always listen to us at your leisure on your uh, favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, you can also uh, check out HammerdownRacingReport.com for more information. Store on there and uh, yeah. shows. And I did. I was looking at uh, some uh, some of our statistics. Sadistics, yeah. yeah our yeah. metrics, whatever yeah, you want to yeah. call it. Uh, right, right. I think this is about a week ago. Just because every once in a while, and this is just the... Uh, the podcast. This has right. not not the uh, video portion, just the audio only portion. Okay. And okay, we're the United States has the most listeners for us, right? Because okay. obviously we're based in Toledo in the United States, even though we're in Michigan right now. Um, guess what country second? And no, it's not Australia. They're third. Hmm. Oh, okay. Can- right, Canada. Like, no, India. India. Yeah. We're big in India. We're a hit in India. Really? Yeah. Who knew? Do they have any racetracks in India? I don't know. We'll have to do some we'll have research. Have to start on the uh, the Maybe USA. Maybe they listen us listen yeah. to us. You'll have to start the USA invasion of India. Ooh, baby. And yeah. I, I don't mean that in a military sense. That's a uh, Australia reference. I, uh, I like Australia because we Kind of speak, speak the, the same, same language. language. Yeah, yeah, that, that that probably does help. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tonight kind on the of. show, we have uh, Darren Nide. I hope I'm pronouncing his name. Go like this or like this if I'm saying your name wrong. Nope. We're saying it wrong. Nida? Nida. Oh, okay. There you go. Darren Nida. I always thought it was Nida. Yeah. We're going to have to talk to him about that. Uh, he's going to be uh, making the move to 410 Sprint Cars, uh, running Attica, Fremont, and uh, some yeah. other things this uh, this summer. Another young gun uh, with a, a, a pretty uh, popular last name there, even though we mispronounce yeah. it. Yeah, well, you world. know, that, that's because racetrack announcers throughout the Midwest um, mispronounce his grandfather's name. So, Well, you know. Well, yeah. Once we we pick a we pick usually we pick a pronunciation when we don't know. 
Yeah. And we just stick with it until someone tells us differently. That's it. So I'm going to start calling you uh, Ron Myler. Fufufnik. Okay. <laughs> uh, thanks, Oakshade Raceway. We're the fastest meet to race, racing every Saturday night during the race season. Make sure to follow them on uh, social media or uh, visit oakshaderaceway.com. Summer Nationals uh, date uh, on July 16th. The birthday race will be happening. That's the only date uh, that I have so far, other than you can interpol- or interpolate some of the Attica Oakshade Late Model Challenge Series dates. Uh, By going to Attica's Attica schedule. schedule. Which uh, they released last week. So, there you go. Um, there's something else I wanted to say about that, but I don't remember what it was now. Must not have been important. Big D's Pizza, subs, ribs, chicken, and more in Clyde, Ohio. Give them a call. Order some pizza right now, 419-547-1444. That's 1444. Uh, order BigD'sPizza.com. You could also do it that way online. Check out the new cheese and pepperoni pizza bites served with a side of marinara sauce. And we're going to be giving away some pizza a little bit later on for uh, tonight's How Many. Also, thanks to Ron Miller, Ron Myler, uh, race cars, free frame photos, <laughs> and uh, Headhunters uh, Barber Studio and Salon in Perrysburg. Uh, let's bring on our guest. I'm going to the wrong thing here. I'm not used to being here. Darren! Hey. Hey, thanks for uh, joining us tonight. I think Night A sounds cooler. Can we just change your last name? Yeah, I mean, you'd have to take that off with whoever whoever came up with my last name. So <laughs> I have to go back a few hundred years. All right, Nida, right? We're going with Nida. That's the correct yes, pronunciation. All right. Uh, give us uh, give give our listeners a little bit of history on on uh, your family and racing and, and your your uh, experience in racing so far before uh, uh, we get to anything else here. Yeah, so uh, I'm Darren Knight. Um, I'm 15 years old. I live in Adrian, Michigan. My uh, my dad raced sprint cars for about 20 years before me. His dad raced for over 30 years before him, and my great-grandpa raced before him in the 50s in, in NASCAR. So racing's kind of a tradition for our family. Um, haven't been racing for a very long time myself uh, about this will be my fifth full year um raced micros for the past couple of years and i want to say that i've had a successful micro career um moving up to 410 sprint cars this year so that'll be pretty exciting so what there and some of our listeners don't know what a micro is uh educate us just a little bit so the micro i had was pretty much a full-size sprint car that was downsized to where it was about half the size. And um, we run cross rocket 600 engines out of a motorcycle. So it's pretty similar to a sprint car, uh, just a lot smaller. Like a 1500cc motorcycle engine? 600cc. Uh, 600, okay. There you go. That's about the, that's what I got. Yeah. 650. You can take my motorcycle engine and put it in your uh, micro. Yeah, there is. There is 700s down in Florida and stuff, but I haven't seen anything that's 650 anywhere. All right. So what uh, what kind of accomplishments uh, have you made? I mean, how many wins? You got any championships uh, in the micros? Yeah, I've won in the four years that I raced micros, I won 65 features. Oh, wow. Is um, that all? That's amazing. <laughs> how many features have you been in? 66? Not more than that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, this past year I won 33 times um, out of, I think, All right, 85. Time, time out, time out. Before we go any further, 
How many times a, a weekend do you race? Um, normally just Friday and Saturday, okay, just like twice a weekend, um, just about like this year. Okay. So that, that makes sense then. If you where, where do you race in our area? So I don't, we don't race anywhere in Ohio. There's not really any racetracks in Ohio that aren't all the way East, um, in Eastern Ohio by West Virginia and Pennsylvania. Sure. Um, there's one racetrack in, in Jackson, Michigan, um, raced there for, I'd say a fair bit of my first year racing, um, and kind of ventured out to, uh, us 24 speedway and circus city speedway down in Logan sport in Peru, Indiana, um, and raced primarily there throughout the whole summer. Um, raced two to anywhere from two to four classes a night down there uh throughout the whole summer and uh yeah that's about it we ventured out to illinois a couple times went down to oklahoma race shootout um yeah that's about it the car the car that you raced uh was it a winged car or non-wing so they have non-wing divisions and wing divisions and um, every night i would run at least one wing and one non-wing division most of the time more most of the time it was two non-wing divisions and a wing division a night. Wow. Um, but there were a few nights throughout the summer where I had raced um, two wing divisions and two non-wing divisions in the same night. So That's a lot of it, work. It, yeah, it can, get, it can get pretty hectic, especially uh, during qualifying. When they're qualifying eight cars out there at a time and it's boom, boom, boom. you got to get back to the pit area, hop out of the car really quick, pull the wing on. Or put the wing on, make a couple small adjustments, and you're right back out in the racetrack in sometimes less than five minutes. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of work, but me and my dad have a lot of fun doing it. So I interrupted you earlier. I mean, you were going on about uh, your accomplishments. Uh, what else? Uh, what other championships uh, and uh, exciting things have you you've done in your young career so far? I've won one winged outlaw championship up in up at Jackson, Michigan. That was one of my first years racing. And then this past year, uh, the year that I won 33 times, I won the non-wing outlaw championship down at US 24 Speedway. Um, was close to winning some other, I feel like I would have been close to winning some other ones, but had some little things go wrong here and there. Um, that put us out of competition in the two stock divisions for about a month. So it was, it was a really fun year. I had a lot of fun in micros, but I'm really looking forward to taking a step into sprint cars. Now, were you running, uh, are these your own cars, the micros that you've been running, or you run um, for someone else? I raced primarily in my own family car okay. um, for a couple of years. Um, had a couple pretty good opportunities to race some other guy's car. I raced um, the Joe Mooney CS9 91M machine. Uh, that was a really good uh, deal. I only raced for them once, but I had a lot of fun doing it and uh, really enjoyed working with them guys. Um, so I raced the Susarski Excavating and Paving number 28 Hyper. Uh, I want to say anywhere from 10 to 20 times maybe because um, he had he had two cars and I ran them both um uh, close to 10 times so wow. yeah so did a lot of a lot of racing in micros and so if it's got wheels you're getting in it you're gonna run it 
Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's fast forward to the spring of 22. Um, you're jumping into a 410, uh, and you plan on racing <laughs> locally, Fremont, Attica, I take it? Yeah, I uh, plan on running for Attica, Fremont, and AFCS mostly throughout the year, and they have quite a bit of different off weekends here and there, so we might go try and do some other short track 410 stuff. Don't really plan on getting any big tracks at all this year. Um, I'm not old enough to run on most of them either, so right. that kind of works out. But, uh, yeah, just going to try and take it night by night this year, get better every time we hit the racetrack. Um, I don't really have anything performance-related that I want to do this year. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice to go out and run good. and Of course, it'd be, it'd be awesome to go out and win, but Attica Fremont is – Arguably one of the one of the toughest areas in the country yep. for sprint cars. So it's where I don't everybody really comes. Any, yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any big goals set. Um, I'm not expecting to go set the world on fire. So what? Uh, who's uh, whose equipment are you running the 410? Is that a family car, or are you running that for someone else? Um, it's a family car. We've had a lot of help from uh, Susarski Excavating and Paving and the whole Susarski family, and. Probably would not be making this jump to four tens without them. Um, they've been a huge help, and yeah, without them, I probably wouldn't be racing sprint cars this year. Have you had the opportunity to run any laps in a four ten yet? Just practice laps? I haven't had um, any laps in a four ten besides three laps in my uncle's sprint car. Um, this, not this you're going to you're going to jump straight into the fire then. Yeah, I ran one 360 race earlier this year. Okay. At Tri-City Speedway in Michigan. Sure. Uh, Max, Max Stambaugh and his whole family gave me the opportunity to run his family car once this year. Um, so that was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed that. And excited to make the big jump. So why why the jump straight to, to 410s? Uh, I mean, not, why not 305s and work your way up from there? Um, that was honestly probably one of the other options that we had, um, to choose from, but we talked to a lot of, a lot of people, uh, quite a bit of drivers, um, that race Attica Fremont, um, Joe Gertie, Paul Kistler, a couple other people. Um, and we just kind of took all their opinions and most of them just said, don't try and build any bad habits in a 360 or 305 that you can't use in a 410 um and just dive straight in <laughs> is there anything you think you can take from the micros uh into the 410 or is it just going to be a, a total learning experience for you this year it's definitely going to be a very big learning experience but i think micros lays a lot of the fundamentals that you need to go racing sprint cars um all the basic stuff just how to run the bottom, how to run a cushion, how just basic procedures and stuff, things that you'll use every night on a weekly basis. I think micros is a really good fundamental for that. And um, there's definitely going to be a lot of stuff that I can use and a lot of stuff that I can't use from the micros, but it's definitely going to be a big learning experience. I very much enjoyed watching the micros uh, at the Tulsa shootout. So, yeah, you're right. Uh you can learn a lot of good stuff with them. From what I've yeah. been, from what I've been told, though, 
I'm, I'm guessing going from a micro to a 410 is uh, actually going the opposite way. Everything would be in slow motion if you right. jump from a 410 to a micro. So I'm guessing things are just going to be real fast for you uh, getting into the 410. Are you excited about this? Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, when I ran... I ran a 360 this summer. It didn't seem like I was going that much faster just because the power to rate ratio was about the same. But okay. I talked to quite a different, quite a few different people. Uh, my dad being one of them because he's raced 360s and 410s. I talked to my uncle Steve and they all said it's a completely different beast. It's nothing like a 360. It's the thing just wants to wrench you back and forth in the seat and you're pretty much trying to control a freaking tornado or something <laughs> you're driving a tornado in a tornado so uh how how involved is uh, your family in in this uh 410 deal um my dad and my uncle steve and my mom are all really involved in it um most of the times it's me and my dad down in the shop and it's been one of the things since since I started racing, if I'm not in the shop, I'm not racing. Um, now, now so who is Uncle Steve? My Uncle Steve Irwin. I should probably okay. clear that up. Yeah, he races non-wing sprint cars. Um, right. He um, he won a race at Fremont earlier this year, so I guess he knows the thing through about the place. <laughs> Maybe he's okay, huh? <laughs> yeah. So the, your hands-on on the car then as well as far as a mechanic working on it, wrenching? Yeah, I, uh, I had to be hands-on or I wasn't going to be racing. That's been one That's of those the things thing. since day one. And I've kind of always been around it since I was little, so I at least knew somewhat what I was doing when uh, I started this whole deal. And my dad and Mom Steve and a bunch of different people have taught me a lot of different things just about race cars in general. Do you enjoy working on the car? Yeah, I enjoy it a lot more than school. I can tell you that. <laughs> wow. That's like saying. Uh, I hope none of your teachers yeah. are listening. Yeah. Schools. If I don't do good in school, I'm not racing either. So I got uh, to keep that. up on that too. Yeah, that's good. How's that going to work out running uh, Fremont on, uh, or not Fremont, uh, Attica on Friday nights? Uh, you, you're going to have to cut out early from school on Fridays? Uh, maybe a couple of times I'll probably, I probably miss more racing, uh, doing micros than I did. And then I will be doing 410 stuff. Um, cause there were, at least this past year, there was quite a few times where I would go to school Monday and be gone the rest of the week or go to school Monday, Tuesday, get to the racetrack, do all my school, try and do most of the school virtually. Um, you can't be in there for everything. Uh, when you're on the road, but I try and be then be in like Google Meets and stuff as much as I can, uh, just to stay caught up. With all the tracks in our area, it, uh, it's going to seem pretty cool just having a couple hour tow, hour and a half tow to any of the tracks. Yeah, it's going to be a lot less than our three and a half, four hour tow every week to Indiana and back. So that'll be nice. My dad's excited about that. <laughs> Even even Tri City and Merritt uh, from Adrian, they're not a horrible tow. Yeah, they're not not as bad as um, US twenty four and Circuit City were, but Attica's mm. Attica and Fremont are closer than them both. So 
yeah, I'm excited not having to be riding in the truck or riding in the toter for four hours and just getting to the racetrack sooner and being able to do more. So your toter driver's looking forward to that. Yeah, my dad. (laughs) (laughs) So are you the envy of all your friends then at school? They know you're a race car driver? Um, my closer friends know that I'm a race car driver. I don't really go around telling everybody in the world that look at me, I'm a race car driver. I well, kinda when you start rubbing to... elbows uh, with, uh, with uh, Kyle Larson running four tens against him, I mean, people might know, they might start to notice. Who is this kid? <laughs> yeah. Um, some of my close friends have watched me race and stuff and I raced against Christopher Bell and a couple other NASCAR right. drivers that said. Then Kyle Bush's heat race at shootout and raced side by side with uh, the NASCAR truck champion Brett Moffat for probably a good 10 laps when I was out of Millbridge. Uh, See, I've had experience racing with uh, a lot of bigger names. It kind of phased me at first. I was kind of like starstruck and everything, but after you do it enough, you're not really starstruck anymore. They're just other competitors and you just got to go out and perform. Yeah, they put their driver's suit on just the same as you do. Nothing different. Yeah. Oh, that works. So, uh, speaking of other drivers, who are, are some uh, some other drivers uh, you kind of look up to? Um, overall, he's retired now, but one of the people that I used to look up to a lot was was Shane Stewart, because um, my dad's known him since he raced for Joe Gertie, and I look up to Joe Gertie a lot, uh, just on from the mechanics standpoint of it. He raced for forever too, so. It's not like he doesn't know what's going on either. From from Attica Fremont, I probably look up to DJ Foose a lot. Um, he's seems like he's pretty level headed and doesn't go out and drive through everybody and everything. And he seems like pretty level headed guy. So he's somebody that I probably look up to from Attica Fremont. Now, what uh, is is a four ten? Is this like your? Uh where you want to end up as far as, uh, you know, maybe a racing career for, for a long term, or is, is this just a stepping stone to, to another level for you? I mean, what, uh, what are your goals as far as your racing career? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different levels of just four tenths sprint cars alone. That's true. Um, I guess in the long run, I'd like to be a world of sprint car driver. I mean, I spent my dream since I was a little kid going to the races with my dad. Um, so that would be pretty cool. I guess really any racing for a living would be my goal in the end. Um, I just want to do what I love. Okay. So are you going to run the uh, – Attica's got a couple of uh, World of Outlaw shows this summer. Are you going to be running in, in those, the Brad Doty and uh, what's the other one in May? Um, I'm actually not old enough. I'm only 15. Oh, oh. So. They have yeah, be 16 to race with the outlaws. So they uh, say no, huh? I won't be in any of them this year, at least. Maybe next year, but definitely not this year. How do they do that? Do they make you show a driver's license or something? Yeah. Um, huh. I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. I haven't I mean, you can I've just... been in that situation before. <laughs> I'm 16. What are you talking about? Yeah. Pick up a fake ID or something. I mean, well, I would not. Uh, I'm not going to endorse that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah. we got this uh, sprints on ice thing coming to uh, Michigan in a couple of weeks. Have you heard anything about that? Um, 
I've seen some small videos and stuff. It seems like a pretty cool deal. I know they do it out in, I think, New Hampshire. Yeah. Right. Um, I've seen Nick Barry post a couple of videos on Facebook and stuff about there. I mean, it looks like it'd be cool to try, but. It's his his deal uh-huh. along with uh, with the uh, GLSS Great Lakes Super Sense. Yeah, right. Uh, doing it, he's kind of expanding it here in uh, Michigan, and they're actually having their first sanctioned event. I guess we call right. it in a, in a couple weeks. Would that be something you know that uh, you might be interested in doing, or do you hate the cold like this guy over here? I'm not. I'm not super big on being cold all the time. I live in Michigan, so you think I'd be used to it, but I'm not super big on it. But it'd be it'd be definitely really cool to try and do some ice racing in the future. I mean, I'm not sure that it's anything I want to try out right right away, but it'd be cool to do it yeah. uh, at least once. Fair enough. Are you going to be at the uh, opener at Attica? Um, yeah, we're planning on being there March 18th. Um, might do some other you might um, be racing on ice you know on march 18th that, that could be another <laughs> yeah, another cold one hopefully yeah, i hope not um might do a little bit might try and do a little race on the weekend before somewhere if we can find something or probably at least go test do at least that I was going to be my next question is were you going to get some uh, seat time in the 410 before your first competition um i mean I think we would like to. It all depends on how things work out. Um, just if we have a motor in time, really. I guess that's been a big shortage lately. I think we'll have one in time to maybe do some stuff before, but you never know. I mean, it's racing. Anything could happen. So you're still going to be uh, running the, the micro then this summer? I don't I don't think so. All our micro stuff's gone. Oh, okay. Um, it might be cool to go back and run some of the bigger races on – our off weekends, if I could find something, or at least go back and, and do shootout, that'd be really cool. Um, just kind of all depends on how things go. What about the Chili Bowl? Yeah, Chili Bowl would be really cool. Uh, I've always wanted to do that. I went to my first Chili Bowl this past year. My parents got me tickets for my birthday, so I went down there for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So. That was a lot of fun. It's crazy being in that building. It's just a whole different atmosphere. Yeah. How what how do you feel about some of these other uh, younger guys that have uh, kind of come through uh, this area, Attica, Fremont? You know, like Buddy Kofoid, um, Macedo. Uh, you know, some of those younger guys. Uh, do you feel like you're you kind of following in their footsteps? Um, I don't know if I'm following in any of their footsteps. They're from. California, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, it'd be cool to do how how they've done and be really successful. Um, yes, yes, Scott Darren's homegrown talent. That's right. We, we, well, we I, and have, are you going to go to California then? Kick their since they're coming here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I had the opportunity to go to California, I'd definitely take it. I'd jump right on that. We we asked this uh, before we came on. Uh, we're talking about sprint cars and everything about uh, if you'd have any desire to get into a stock car or like a, like a late model or anything. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to at least try one. Um, I haven't really been around stock cars a whole lot besides your local street stocks and thunder stocks and late models. Um, I haven't really been around that a lot, but it'd be really cool to try it. 
And that, he, that Kyle, uh, what's his name? Uh, he seems to jump from car to car and not have any problems. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kyle Larson, that's it, yeah. Yeah, I was actually watching him about an hour ago at Volusia for sprint cars, him and Alex Bowman. Before I got on the show here, I was watching some Dirt Vision and getting after it in the shop. And he'll jump into a late model in a couple of nights. And clean everybody's clocks. Yeah. Um, I, I totally lost my train. Oh, uh, asphalt racing. Have you done any uh, any asphalt racing? No. The only race my experience I have is is micro racing. Um, besides that, I haven't tried any tried any asphalt. Uh, I ran one three sixty race, and besides that, it's all been micro racing for me. If if uh, an offer came up to uh, you know do ARCA or, or something like that, you'd be running mostly pavement then. Would that be something you'd be interested in, or would you? Let me put it this way: If you had an offer to go race a full season for ARCA, and you had an offer. Uh, to run a full World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series season, which would you, which path would you take? Um, I don't. I'm not really sure. I'd have to <laughs> That'd be a tough one. That one. Thinking about that one for a while, you know. World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series is my dream, but if you go through ARCA and make it to Truck Series or Xfinity Series or even Cup, you would be set up a lot better to do a lot of sprint car racing afterwards. Yep. Um, I think the wiser decision would be to go Arca racing, but go for, go for the money. Well, there's yeah, money in then, there's money in the world of outlaws too. Oh yeah, you just gotta you just gotta win a lot. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You just gotta win. That's where the money's at. That's my problem. You know, Scott, I think he's got the ability to do that too. You think so? Think. Speaking of which, I know you said you didn't have any performance expectations or goals for this season, but. In the back of the back of your mind, what would you like to accomplish that you'd be satisfied with at the end of the year? As far as you know, like a, a, just making an A main, a top ten, top five, a win. What? Uh, where's that bar at for you? Yeah, I mean, you always want to win, but um, Attic Fremont's a really tough area to race at. Um, there's a lot of good guys, and that could win night in and night out. Um, people could go there and you could see 10 different winners every year. Um, it just all depends on who shows up. I don't, I don't see myself winning a sprint car race this year, especially not at a Fremont. Um, probably one of the goals would be just to get better night in and night out. And by the end of the season, have a, have one top 10. Okay. And keep it on four wheels. There you go. Yeah. I talked to, uh, Brian Kemenaw, um down at Kissler, he said, "You can't. You're not going to get any experience if you're if you're on the hook." That's true. You know, we we jumped straight into uh, your micro sprints. Did you do any go kart racing or uh, quarter midgets when you were five, six, seven years old? No, I just I got into a micro sprint when I was ten years old. And okay, so jumping into the sprint cars is not a huge stretch for you because you just jumped straight into the micros and, and and did very well i don't know i mean there's there's micros and there's sprint cars two totally different beasts um i think sprint car is going to be um probably harder to get used to than the micro everything's just so different um 
I'm not sure how it'll be in the 410, but I know at least in the 360, you're not whipping the thing into a corner, or you're not you're not steering left going into the corner. The thing wings over and plants, and then you're kind of directing it where to go with the throttle and the brake. Where with the micro, I think a lot more of it was what you're doing with the wheel. Um, so it's going to be way different. I think it's going to be even harder to adapt to than the micro was. So do you uh, do you remember your very first uh, micro race? Yeah, I do. Um, You're smiling. I I wasn't leading into anything, but now I'm curious. So what happened in your very first micro race? So I just pretty much, it was a pretty calm race. Uh, went up to Jackson Speedway uh, here in Michigan. It was pretty good night, I, I'd say. They only had five cars, but uh, I didn't finish last, so I was happy with that. Were you a third? I was third. Oh, okay. <laughs> what a guess. So uh, a we, podium. We, we can expect a third place uh, finish in your very first 410 start. I'm, I'm not too sure You're about not, that. that. That's too much pressure? All right, we won't put that too much pressure on you. I will tell you this, though, that our guests do have a uh, history of going on and uh, winning their next uh, race. So, Yeah, that'd a little, be a little more pressure for you. That'd be pretty cool. I got a lot of good people help me out, and I don't. That's probably not very logical, but for me to win my first four ten race, but that'd be a storybook. There you go. Yeah, that would be. Darren Nida, look for him at uh, a local Attica. track near you. Yeah, from mostly Fremont Attica. Uh, what? Any other tracks that uh, you're thinking of going to this this um, year yet, or are you still kind of just gonna play that by ear? Probably just gonna play it by ear. Um, Waynesfield, maybe. Uh, you never know. Just, I, hear, I hear good things about Waynesfield. A lot of sprint car drivers love that place. Yeah, there's quite a few people that like that place. Uh, probably just gonna play it by ear. Uh, definitely gonna do a lot of Attica and Fremont. Um, besides that, I'm not really sure for now. Just probably some short track 410 stuff. Okay. Do you have uh, any uh, social media where uh, people can follow you uh, if they want to learn more about Darren Nida? Nida? <laughs> yeah. Um, my Twitter, I can't remember if my Twitter is Darren Nida 7N. I believe Darren that's Nida. It's got uh, the 7N on it. My Instagram is Darren Nida 7N. Um, then my Facebook is, is Darren Nida Racing. Um yeah, that's about it. Um, before uh, before I go here, I got quite a, few, a couple people that I really need to thank for to help. You got me the make sponsor it. list. Um, the obligatory I sponsor list, or just a. I don't have a sponsor list, okay. but I try my best to to remember all of them. All right, go for it. I gotta thank the whole Susarski family, Susarski Excavating and Paving, Ackland Insurance, and Nathan Ackland along with Ackland Racing. Um, I got to thank Poor Racing. Uh, he's helped us out a lot. I have to thank uh, Integra Racing, Integra, Integra Shocks, Momentum Racing Suspensions. I got to thank uh, Hoosier Racing Tire, um, Kaiser Aluminum Wheels, Impact, uh, I think it's Impact Race Gear. And um, Bryce Lights. Um, for everything they've all done for me. Um, 
So I wouldn't be where I am without any of them. All right, you'll have to have that all memorized uh, for for your first Victory Lane interview. I'm pretty sure I got all of them. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, first victory, first victory Lane, you can always look at the race car, and, and they're listed there. He pulled that one out of that's his hat. Good. Well, that's good. Yeah. I take that back about uh, listing them all. I got one more. I got to think uh, DMI, uh, they've helped us out a lot um, for coming on board this year, so – I thank them for that too. Very good. A lot of these uh, sponsors are they coming over from uh, your micro ride and going on to the four ten, or you got totally new people with this? Quite a few of them are coming over. Um, Ackland Insurance and Nathan Ackland Racing are new for this year, along with uh, DMI. But the rest of them are. Um, they're all coming over from the micro, so it's cool to stick with them and work with them them again this year and. In the four ten. All right, man. Make them proud. I will try my best. All right. Darren Nida, thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh watch for him at Attica and Fremont this summer and uh maybe a couple other tracks. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yep. Thanks for coming on, man. All right, we'll see you. See ya. There you go. Darren Nida. Well spoken young man. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of uh, of of uh, Buddy Kofoid, maybe a he little does. bit younger Buddy yeah. Kofoid, but uh, uh, I'd be interested to, to see how he does there in the, in the 410. Maybe we can make it over to Attica before things break loose around here. Yeah, we'll have to do that. I used to like going to the, uh, the All-Star deal. Yeah. I forget what they call that weekend where they got the Friday-Saturday All-Star show. I think that's the same weekend, though, as the Sandusky deal this year. Ooh. Yeah, so that's going to be tough. That could be a problem. Yeah. Uh, Coming up, we have uh, how many? Your chance to win some uh, Big D's pizza. We also have some uh, racing news to cover. Uh, First, though, racing roundup, some action uh, from uh, this past weekend and week. Alltech Raceway, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Uh, Last week, uh, Thursday night, as a matter of fact, one week ago tonight, Brandon Shepard was the winner, winner there at Alltech Raceway. Devin Brand finished uh, second in that one after starting 15th. On Friday, uh, rain won. It was uh, canceled due to rain. Rain's been winning a lot it down has. there in Florida. Saturday, Jimmy Owens uh, took the checkered flag for the Lucas Oil Late Models. Uh, then they uh, moved on to East Bay on Monday. Dennis Herb Jr., he uh, broke a winless streak going back to February of 2015 and uh, picked up the win there. Tuesday was rained out. Wednesday, Brandon Shepard picks up uh, another W. Next up for the uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Series, uh, they're racing tonight through Saturday at East Bay Raceway Park. Uh, Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions uh, were uh, going to get things going this past weekend at Sonoyo Raceway. That weekend was canceled due to rain and uh, wet grounds. And then uh, Volusia Speedway, yeah, Volusia Speedway Park, uh, Tuesday rained out, Wednesday rained out. So it hasn't been kind. Yeah. It's, uh, I believe the Dirt Car Nationals, too, uh, part of that. So uh, look for them on uh, February 14th through the 15th at East Bay Raceway Park, try and get the All-Star Circuit of Champions uh, season underway. In NASCAR action, and uh, I know that uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about this. I do, is, Scott. Is your dinner here or something? What's going on? I don't know. Wow. 
Um, My alarm's going yeah, off. It is. Uh, Joey Logano won uh, the Bush Light Clash at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum, which was uh, interesting. I, I don't. I think spec. I guess it was a spectacle, but uh, yeah. Uh, next up for uh, NASCAR is the Blue Green Vacations Duels at the Daytona International Speedway coming up a week from tonight, actually, uh, Thursday, February 17th at 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock on FS1. Tape the first one because uh, you want to make sure you're here with us uh, for the yeah. Hammerdown Racing Report at 7 next Thursday. Then you can watch it after and then play back the uh, or then watch the 9 o'clock uh, race live if you want. But anyways, the Bushlight Clash at the Memorial uh, Coliseum. Temporary track, they build it for a million bucks, uh, put on a show. I mean, it was it was not the crash fest that uh, people thought it was going to be. I know you texted me it was a, during the, yeah. the second last chance qualifier. I was at the hockey game, so I had it taped. But I watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah, now I see why he called me. There's a, <laughs> quite a bit of wrecks there. They're not making any progress. This uh, main event's going to be uh, pretty ugly, and it ended up only having five cautions. Well, and just Spoiler alert for tonight's how many. Ju- just you know? a refresher, yeah, last week's how many was how many cautions. And yeah. ba- based on the heat races, it could have been much worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you seem to like the that the halftime or the Scott, concert I, aspect of things. I absolutely not necessarily the performers right, that were I absolute, there. I, I, I'm certainly not an Ice Cube fan. Don't really care. Um, was it Ice Cube? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Ice T. No, Ice T. That's a different guy. No, it's Ice Cube. I, ice T is not uh, bad. And uh, Pitbull, yeah, yeah, it's uh, right up my alley. That's not my cup of tea, Scott, but. <laughs> Um, I can almost see entertainment playing into NASCAR's hand, uh, as contrived as everything is with, with their point system. Why not do an intermission? It, it works well for football. Um, I, Scott, I'm not sure they're having a tough time putting butts in the seat. Um, I don't know. I don't know. If, if. I, I wouldn't rule it out. Okay. We'll see. They're going to have a halftime of the Daytona 500 and have, uh, I don't know. Who yeah, you know. Let, Britney let the, Spears come uh, make a comeback sh- concert Yeah, or well, she's free now. She is. That's what I'm saying. She can twirl around 100 times. I I just, I think that it's going to happen, and it to us purists, it's probably not the yeah, greatest that's, thing. I guess that's my next question. Do you think it'll isolate the the uh, the purists, as, as you call them? The, the the purists gave up on NASCAR years ago. Well, do you think this is the way to bring them back? I don't know if it'll bring them back, but maybe it can bring some new people that, that tune in to, to watch them. Tune in or go to the races to see the halftime show and say, huh, this stuff's not half bad. We can do it again someday. The racing product itself was okay, I suppose. It was kind of like, uh, I agree, was it Tony Stewart that made the comment? Or maybe it was... Uh, um, Probably Tony. Boyer saying it was, uh, it reminded him of uh, Bristol before they had uh, repaved it. When it was a one-groove track and the only way to pass was to move people out of the way. Yeah, and... and Except a less exciting Bristol, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Bubba seemed to move a whole lot of people out of his way. Either there was a lot of people, either intentionally people. or yeah. inadvertently. But uh, yeah. yeah, and I think uh, I heard that uh, one of the theories was why we didn't see more cautions in that uh, 150 lap main event was because of the limited inventory of the next gen car. And uh, yeah, you know, they don't. Really I was surprised that a couple of cars went out. Uh, early with mechanical issues all related to their transaxles. Um, and that's a new thing, too. I didn't understand that. that, that well, the transmission, the transmission, the transmission is in the rear end The now? transmission and rear end are, are mated together. Pontiac Le Mans did that, uh, wow, back in the, in the 70s. So it, it's nothing new. Uh, a lot of sports cars, import cars, do that. So um, I, I and I understand why NASCAR went that way, but... Um, they did some pretty extensive testing on this next-gen car, and I, I was su- surprised to see breakage that early in the race. Yeah, well, something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Uh, some racing news uh, to get through here. The World of Outlaws NAS Energy Drink uh, Sprint Car Series kicks off their season tonight, and that goes through uh, Saturday uh, with the Dirt Car Nationals at Volusia Speedway Park in Barberville, Florida. The uh, World of Outlaws Morton Building's Late Model Series returns to action on Wednesday through Saturday. That's uh, next week, Wednesday the 16th through the 19th at the Dirt Car Nationals at Volusia Speedway Park. The uh, January 21st Sunshine Nationals uh, feature will be uh, run on uh, February 16th as well. That uh, had gotten... Postponed. Kerry Madsen has uh, been tabbed to drive the McGee Motorsports number 11 sprint car in Florida for the next two weeks while Parker Price Miller battles uh, non Hodgkin's lymphoma and Ooh. takes his uh, chemotherapy. Uh, Parker Price Miller hopes that the time off between Florida and Attica will allow him to uh, get back to 100%. Uh, Sandusky Speedway released their uh, official 2022 race schedule. Last Friday, as a matter of fact, it's going to kick off with the uh, Freddie Bender Spring Ice Breaker Cavalcade on April 9th and 10th with uh, Modifieds, uh, National Compact Touring Series, Renegades, Pure Stocks, Beginner Stocks, UMP Dirt Late Models, Oakshade Super Stocks, Fremont Dirt Trucks, all racing together. Your alarm will not stop, will I'm, it? I'm going to have to go check that out. Okay. I'll be right back. I'll keep going with this. I thought you would. Um, although there's... We'll come back to this because uh, okay. Chris Mize is going to be wrestling a midget. And I want your opinion on that. Um, the uh, Toledo Flat Rock Late Model Sportsman uh, cars will be competing on May 21st and August 27th at Sandusky Speedway. And uh, as I mentioned, race director Chris Mize will be wrestling a midget wrestler on June 18th. Uh, the MSS Super Modifieds will be there on July 2nd. The 45th annual High Miler Weekend happens July 28th through the 30th, featuring the ISMA Super Mods. And the 2022 season wraps up with the Bev J. Cox Memorial Cavalcade presented by Budweiser on September 30th through October 2nd. Montpelier Motor Speedway and Gas City Speedway are uh, teaming up for a neighborly modified challenge with three weekends of Friday-Saturday events culminating with a uh, fourth and final weekend to crown the Neighborly Challenge champ. Uh, Preliminary weekends are May 6th and 7th, June 3rd and 4th, and June 17th and 18th. The championship shootout weekend will be July 29th and 30th. It kind of sounds similar to the Oakshade 
late model challenge series. A bunch of tracks are kind of doing that, teaming yeah. up with uh, with other tracks. Well, that lasted for a minute. Uh, Chris Mai is going to be wrestling a uh, a midget wrestler. Is this the kind of halftime entertainment you're thinking of for racing? Is although that is something I want to see. Is, is it politically correct? I don't know. Well, we race midgets. Little, Why not wrestle little, them? Little people. Okay. All right. Anyways, uh, moving on. Due to the uh, limited inventory teams have of the uh, NASCAR next-gen car, the tradition of displaying the Daytona 500 winning car at Daytona International Speedway has been altered for this year. After the checkered flag in the 2022 Daytona 500, the car will remain at the track overnight. Then it will uh, be there. It will remain there for a celebratory breakfast the following morning. However, after that, the team will get their car back. They'll be able to use it throughout the season. NASCAR will use technology similar to their tech inspection to scan the cars. That includes a scan of the confetti that rests on top of it. From there, NASCAR will take a next-gen prototype, wrap it in the same graphics as the winning car, and use that as the display car in Daytona. And then uh, next year, NASCAR is going to bring back the tradition of the winning car staying uh, there. Unless for inventory gets short and they need that prototype. Yeah. and then As of right now, that's, they're going off. back to that. Yeah. Oh, Scott. The uh, ongoing facility upgrades at Little River Speedway in South Carolina will not be completed in time for the Extreme Dirt Car Series event on February 26th. The uh, race will now be held at Livonia Speedway, making for a doubleheader weekend of uh, 5,000 win shows on February 25th and 26th. The series finale will be a triple-header weekend starting at Lakeview Motor Speedway on Thursday, March 24th, followed by a two-day show at Cherokee Speedway on the uh, 25th and 26th of uh, March, which will be a co-sanctioned show with the World of Outlaw late model series. And finally, uh, just saw this news uh, late this afternoon. Thad Moffat we had on the show not that long ago. Right. It's past summer, I believe. Uh, yeah. uh, was he great-grandson or of, uh, part of the pe- the, the Petty right. uh, family? I don't remember. I think he's the fourth generation, fourth mm-hmm. or fifth generation. It's long line of family yeah. racing with, with him. He's going to be uh, joining Rayon Brothers uh, Racing for a partial truck schedule in the uh, 2022 season, including a uh, making or making his first appearance at uh, Daytona Ooh. in the truck. Oh, I should have had a picture of the truck. It looks, uh, it's got the 43 STP really? uh, uh-huh. paint scheme on it. It looks pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So congratulations to Thad Moffat. Youngster there in the uh, Arca series, moving up to the trucks. I, I know he kept referring to Richard as Grandpa. So, yeah, so it'd be fourth generation. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, let's play uh, how many. Last week's how many was how many cautions were going to be in the 150-lap Bush Light Clash Sunday night at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. We uh, had some guesses up there in, like, the 40s and stuff. Yeah. Not, not us, but some of them were. They right, were. right. Fifth John says he's fifth generation. He's he's down there always, talking about Thad Moffat again. Um, we uh, we were in the 20s. Yeah. Jerry actually won, and he's not with us tonight. Uh, what a shame. I know. He picked 20. He was closest out of us. <laughs> so we were a little high with how many cautions there were going to be. Uh, which you wouldn't think after watching that first last or that second last uh, chance qualifier race. John Deere, though, he was dead on. He was the only really? one that picked five. So John Deere 
He's got himself a Big D's pizza. So congratulations, Mr. John Deere. Now, John, if your truck route takes you over towards Clyde at all, I expect a pizza, my friend. At least a slice. No, I want a whole whole pizza. pizza. Okay. Uh, This week's how many? Just tell them it's for us. They'll understand. They'll understand. There you go. Now everybody's going to go over there and tell it's for us, and then we're not going to get it. Yeah. Uh, Do they deliver, John (laughs) says. (laughs) They do if you go pick it up. and Actually, they do deliver, just not. Not quite this far. Not quite this far, yeah. Uh, this week's how many, uh, we're going to do, uh, we're going to switch sports for this, uh, since it is the big game weekend. Ooh. And, uh, this one's pretty easy to, uh, to tally up. How many total points are going to be scored in the big game? Since we're giving away pizza, I don't think we can actually say the name of the big game because the NFL is very protective of their copyrights and uh, promotional use of that. So we're just going to say it's the big game that's Sunday night. At six ish on, uh, I think it's NBC this year. So yeah, yeah, and it has some uh, some cats from Cincinnati and some uh, some trucks from LA. Used to be Dodge. Yeah, yeah. You're with me, right? I are. <laughs> so how many total points uh, do you think will be scored in that game? Wow. I'll pick first. How's that? If go that make it easy for you. I'm going to go with 46. I think it's going to be... Nope, nope, 49. I want 49 because it's going to be 23 to 26. So that adds up to twenty or 49. <laughs> well, since it's just two of us... Higher or lower? I'm going 48, Scott. 48, Okay. Like you're thinking. So if you want a shot at winning a Big D's pizza, uh, all you have to do is put your guess of the total points scored by both teams combined uh, in the comments of our Facebook Live. Uh, you can do so up until 6 o'clock Sunday night. So if you're listening to uh, the podcast and you have some time, pull up our uh, Facebook Live, visit our Facebook page, and uh, put your guess in the comments. Dean Henry said 49. I wasn't even looking at the comments when I made my pick. Matt Swander thinks 62. It could be. I don't. It's a tough one. Yeah, yeah Dean did say 49. Good call, Dean. I like the way he thinks. I should get a pizza for that. That's it for uh, this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. Well, look at that. It's before 8 o'clock. Oh, my. It's crazy. Next week on the show, uh, I don't know yet. Uh, Jerry's working on that. But uh, two weeks from tonight, uh, we're working on, uh, I don't have this confirmed yet, but uh, working on getting uh, Barry uh, Marlowe from uh, Great Lakes Super Sprints and Nick Barry from the Sprint Cars on Ice on, because uh, yeah. that's going to be the Thursday before the very first race in Michigan. Officially sanctioned. They had the practice. I think that was this past weekend, actually. So we're going to keep that announcement on ice, Scott? There you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell you for sure next week. Okay. So thanks again to our uh, associate producer, Dave Kemmer, field correspondents, uh, Matt Swanner, John Young, Doug Doc. Uh, no hammer down hotline this week. If uh, you have a comment that just can't wait till next week's show, Feel free we, to give us a comment about uh, and, and make sure you write the phone number down. 
Give us a comment on what you thought about the uh, NASCAR race in L.A. 419-318-3081. That's 419-318-3081. You want to know about what they thought of the racing or what they thought of the race and entertainment package as a whole? The entertainment package, but, uh, you know, what, whatever you want to discuss uh, about the race, uh, let us know. There you go. Again, it's 419. It'd be interesting to hear what they think. 318-3081. Call anytime, day or night. So, with that... We're going to get the, the heck out of here. Thanks again to our sponsors, Oakshade Raceway, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars. Are you backed up? Are you taking orders for things still? Ooh. Yeah. We, Is the supply chain hurting? You know, it, it seems, Scott, that parts are loosening up a little bit. Some things are starting to, to come into stock. Um, I, I'm telling you, folks, if you need something... And uh, you find it in stock, no matter where you're buying from, get it now. You heard it here first, most likely, I hope. Freeze frame photos, thanks to them. And, uh, again, thanks to Headhunters uh, Barber Studio and Salon in Perrysburg. Tell them uh, the Hammer Down Racing Report sent you. And maybe you'll get a deal. Yeah. Most likely you won't, but you might. You might. You might. Ask for John. We're out. We'll see you next uh, Thursday night. 7 o'clock right here, Facebook Live, Twitter, and YouTube Live. Yeah. See ya. Goodbye. Good night. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.